Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And a good uh, Saturday morning to you. Welcome to another edition of our Smart Garden Show this morning to give you lots of help. Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota. Mary, good morning to you. Good morning, Denny. My gosh, is this really December? I know. It's, it's just a, a surreal feeling. I was just looking out uh, my window here at that dense fog, and not only that, but then we have 41 degrees going to almost 50, maybe 55 tomorrow. Where are, You talk about changing zones. <laughs> I think we just oh, hopped yeah. over another one. My goodness. So, yes. It's it's amazing. I can remember when we were um, amazed when we had 80, 90 degrees in September, and then we had mild Octobers, and now we have mild Novembers, and this year is a mild December. Amazing. It really is, to say the least. Uh, let's invite our listeners to join in on this conversation. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, yes, we will be talking about lawns uh, today, December 23rd. Uh, given all the rain, at least it's, uh, it looks like my yard is starting to green up. 
here on December 23rd. Uh, let me give you the phone yeah. number. It also happens to be the text number. And you know, as Mary knows, uh, how busy we get this particular hour. So we welcome your phone calls. We'd love to hear your voice if you want to call in and chat with Mary or just send Mary your text, 651-461-9226. I know we're going to be getting questions about dormant seating. I think I have a couple myself. But uh, given the weather, Texter says, uh, is it, and I think it's a good question, is it really safe to trim oaks? What do you think? Uh, yes, I think it is. Uh, the, even though it's warm, the plant really is dormant, and the um, transmission for oak wilt is the lowest in the, the dead of winter. And even though it's not as cold as we normally expect, very low um, rate or zero, as far as we know, transmission for oak wilt. So pruning now uh, is the best time to do uh, oak pruning. You'll see a lot of, uh, yes, the arborists and uh, tree care companies out doing uh, removal of oaks that have been killed, unfortunately, by oak wilt. So despite the warm weather, yes, if you have, um, this goes for a lot of our trees in general, but we with oaks, we're especially careful because of the transmission of oak wilt, but it is okay to do it now. That was going to be my next question. You touched on it. What about other types of trees? I assume uh, this time of the year it's safe for them too, right? Yes, that's right. I mean, many of us unfortunately have ash that are dying, and so removal of ash, this is a good time to do that as well. And many times this time of year the soil is frozen, covered with snow, and then when the equipment comes in we don't see as much damage to our lawns. But that's the unfortunate thing. Now, we don't have the uh, heavy frost or zero snow cover for most of us. So the people with our equipment have to be more careful because uh, you could di- do some damage in the soil for by compaction and just uh, the equipment damage. This next listener via text uh, would uh, be, probably be a good candidate for the U of M uh, website, but uh, also tapping your expertise, too. It says, good morning. I would like to know... What kind of climbing vine of colorful flowers uh, you would suggest for a north-facing space? Well, one plant I continue to try to grow is the uh, panicle or the um, uh, hydrangea, the vine hydrangea. uh, And that's one I have got on the north side of my house. It's slow-growing but that um, is a beautiful uh, vine. Um, the, a clematis is another one that's really beautiful, and there are uh, several kinds of honeysuckle that are also very nice and quite hardy. But yes, as you mentioned, uh, the website, and Julie has done so much work on that at extension.umn.edu, uh, that has under the landscape section, you can look specifically for vines, for shrubs, different heights, different colors, etc. So there's lots of information there. But yeah, the top three I would try are the climbing hydrangea, clematis, um, gosh, and I've already forgot, oh, honeysuckle, the third one, honeysuckle. <laughs> Yeah, and again, we'll be mentioning that website. A lot of work goes into that, and there's a lot of great information. That University of Minnesota website, extension.umn.edu. Let's uh, take a phone call this morning, Mary. I think Diane is checking in from Wyoming, Minnesota this morning. Diane, good morning. Thanks for calling. What's your question? Good morning. Yes, yesterday I noticed that my magnolia 
tree is starting to bud out all over, will that survive and still get flowers? Hopefully it won't be that warm for it to continue to develop. But magnolias, like many of our spring flowering uh, trees and shrubs, developed their flowering buds the previous summer. So last July, the magnolia was really developing its flower buds. And with the warmer weather that we had this fall and the drought conditions caused some extreme changes with plants. I had a forsythia that bloomed in the fall. I didn't see magnolias, but I heard about them blooming. Hopefully your plant will be just fine. Um, if the flower buds come out too early, uh, that, that that individual bud, of course, will it's it's only one, <laughs> so it will be one and done. But the, too early, uh, that, that that individual bud, of course, will it's it's only one, <laughs> so it will be one and done. But the foliage, the leaves, and everything else, they will still be fine. Mary, I knew we were going to be getting questions about dormant seeding. One is, is it too early or too late to dormant seed? Another question was, what the heck is dormant seeding anyway? <laughs> Maybe you could do a little ex- explanation. Sure. Uh, so dormant seeding is putting down grass seed, usually when we're talking mostly with lawns, uh, putting down grass seed and in the time when you don't expect it to grow immediately. So this is the time to dormant seed. And normally we say, you know, you cut that off about mid-November or so. But honestly, the conditions are the same now for dormant seeding. So I think, you know, the turf guys are telling us up through March or so on, if if it stays open like this. Do you want good seed soil contact? If the seed doesn't touch the soil, putting it on top of snow is really risky. So putting it on soil, good seed soil contact, if it's any, I like to use an erosion blanket or clean straw to make sure the seed stays in place and doesn't um, move away. But yes, if you have not done that, um, you might have a difficult time finding the lawn seed at a garden center because it's usually in their storeroom now, not out on the show floor. But you, if you have the seed that's still uh, good for the location you have, you can put the seed down now. A mulch is a good idea. Uh, moisture, the rain, et cetera, that we're getting really is helpful. But the seed really, because of the cold, the seed will not start to germinate until uh, the soil is consistently warm and uh, in the springtime. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Might it uh, might it start germinating? But that's good to know the know the uh, temperatures. And and I can see yeah. the, the the temperatures will be cooling off uh, as we head into uh, January. Still hard for me to even say that, <laughs> given the forecast. Right, but, but they, yeah, the soil temperature is consistently cold and much colder than the air temperature. Yeah, so true. the soil temperature is really right around freezing or in the forties. So that that's prohibitive for germination. Seed germination for grasses is really like to be in the 70s. So it's it's basically going to uh, stay doing nothing, doing dormancy. And then the only issue is you don't want it to wash off or move. You want it to, if you put it down, you want it to stay where you put it. 
Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break, Mary. Uh, let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, we welcome yours on this December 23rd morning. We're here every Saturday, as a matter of fact, 52 weeks a year, talking lawns and gardens in the 8 o'clock hour. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Stay with us. And a good Saturday morning to you. This is the 23rd of December, and we are in the midst of our Lawn and Garden Show with 41 degrees. That's the official Twin City temperature reading. We're going to get up to near 50 today, and we could reach 55 tomorrow, Christmas Eve day. And it looks like rain for the next few days. We'll talk more in detail weather, uh, not only the rest of the weekend, but this coming week as well. Uh, coming along in just a few minutes. Denny along with Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota answering those uh, good uh, lawn and garden questions you may have, either by phone or by text, 651-461-9226. A little bit later on, let's, uh, Mary, you and I talk about uh, a great time to visit the Arboretum, too. Fun time, anytime. Yes. Uh, we'll do yes. that in a few minutes. Uh, let's see. Uh, this texter says, good morning, it's been a problem for years, but especially this year, squirrels are digging holes in my yard. The holes are about the size of a quarter and are throughout my entire yard. Aside from trapping and relocating those critters, do you have any suggestions? <laughs> good no, luck with this, that. The, <laughs> the animals are so difficult Um you know, I, it is really difficult. You you have a habitat that uh, squirrels, rabbits, and so on like, and that's just part of the landscape. Uh, it, it is very difficult. Um, I had a neighbor that removed quite a bit of vegetation from uh, their yard, and I saw a decrease in squirrels and uh, rabbits uh, since that time. But that is drastic, obviously, to remove your habitat. Uh, many people want to know how to attract wildlife, and it, they need the habitat. They need places to live. But that it is really difficult um, to try to just enjoy the squirrels and their antics. But um, there, there are a lot of squirrels in the neighborhood. Uh, I'm not sure how you can attract predators that would uh, take out the squirrels, the hawks and things like that as well. But it, that's a difficult question. It really is. Thank you for that. Uh, 651-461-9226 for your Alana Garden question. Uh, this one uh, is a text. Uh, would repotting a Christmas cactus make it bloom more? Uh, it might. Uh, the real issue with Christmas cactus is they like cool conditions and short days. So if you can provide them, and by cool conditions, I mean, uh, you know, below 70s. So they like cool temps and then short days, which we have right now. Um, that's what induces them to flower. But if you, if you have it, if you have one that hasn't flowered, I, you could try repotting it. That could help as well. But really, management with uh, short days, cool temperatures will really bring on the flowers. All right. Another listener says this, Mary, with the warm weather, do I have a risk of having my tulip bulbs start to grow? Um, maybe. They probably, some some years they actually do start to grow so much that you can see a tip an inch or so above the ground. But 
for the most part, they will be okay because the soil temperature is so much cooler than the air temperature. So it's actually, I think, easier for plants to have warmer temperatures now in the fall than it is late in the uh, in the spring. Because the springtime, they will really start to grow consistently. And uh, now it's they're still more in a dormant state. Many plants need to meet the chilling or the cold requirement. And so they're not as apt to grow in the fall as they are in that late winter time. So I think for the most part, we will, we will be okay. And even as gardeners, <laughs> we would like to do things, but just enjoying the milder weather um, is fine. You know, I have a question for you, and I again, I haven't been outside to check it. Uh, do we have any frost in the ground? I mean, I, I'm, it looks like the moisture we're getting is, is sinking in, which is a good thing. But what, what would you suggest? Uh, think? Yeah, I, I think there's very little frost in the ground. Uh, there was some earlier when we had some of those nights that were really cold. And, of course, some lakes got quite a bit of ice on them, even around the metro area. But, uh, yes, and I know at the Arboretum when I walked at the grass collection, uh, gosh, two weeks ago or so, uh, there was definitely frost in the ground, a, cr- a crunch in the ground. But now I'm not so sure how much frost is left in the ground. I think it's it's hovering right around uh, freezing or slightly above. Yes, and I don't see as much runoff, which is great because hopefully the moisture will sink in and not run off. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Arboretum. Let's talk about that because, I mean, it's a great time to visit any time of year, but especially when family and friends visit uh, during this holiday season. Uh, it, it, there's so much to do. And for those that have never been to the Arboretum, maybe you could kind of give us a little thumbnail wow. sketch of what what, yeah. what, 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 what you're going to expect. There is so much to see at the Arboretum now, and there's a wonderful wonderful winter lights display that's on. The Arboretum does close early tomorrow, Christmas Eve, 3 p.m., and then all day Monday, Christmas Day, it is closed. But otherwise, yes, if you have out-of-town guests, uh, look at the website, see what the hours are, get a ticket for Northern Lights in the evening. There's Some hours are sold out, but every night that I looked, there were still certain times you could go uh, to see the northern lights that the winter lights that requires a special uh, special ticket now that would be something wouldn't it be denny if the northern lights were at the <laughs> yes. arboretum consistently if we could see it i i like that idea but these are winter lights traditional christmas lights a mile walk you don't have to do the whole thing but of course in this mild weather you could but beautiful lights there's a new light tunnel my grandkids loved running through that light tunnel and seeing what that was like a big poinsettia tree inside, so very, very fun place to go. And with a milder weather, yes, a beautiful time to enjoy the Arboretum. Yeah, and looking <clears throat> excuse me, at the uh, latest forecast, and we'll get into detail here in a few minutes, but it looks like by Thursday, Friday, we'll see sunny to partly sunny skies. So it might be, you know, toward the end of the week, if you still have some friends or visitors, uh, relatives, uh, around be a great time when when the skies clear out. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, our phone number happens to be also our text number for any kind of a lawn or garden question you may have. That's six five one four six one nine two two six. Speaking of weather, let's do this, Mary. Let's uh, take a break for that forecast. Remind our listeners we have about another half hour or so of the show to go in our Smart Garden Show. So call or text. 
Love to hear from you. 651-461-9226 from News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday on CCO Radio in the 8 o'clock hour. Thanks to folks like Mary Meyer from the U of M answering those particular lawn and garden questions you may have. Here is our phone number. It's also the text number if you prefer that method, 651-461-9226. Mary, let's take a phone call. Jack's calling in from Jenkins this morning, I do believe. Jack, thanks for waiting. What is your question, please? Good morning, Mary. I question on you. We live up here. We've moved up here a couple years ago, and the Brainerd Baxter area has an arboretum. Do you have any information, and have you ever been up to the arboretum here? I have, Jack. It's really fabulous. Yes. Um, Right. I would recommend that you go to it. Now, it is a little different than the big Minnesota landscape arboretum, but the one in Brainerd Baxter is uh, more of a naturalistic space. Beautiful hiking, some real elevation changes. It's high elevation. Then, I, yeah, I had a had to walk there two or three times. They have some really uh, nice trails, and I know they do. We happened to be there um, around Halloween, and they had a big setup for Halloween the most recent time I was there. But I think they're open year round because the the walking is so nice. One thing I remember is how sandy the soil is there. So if you have, you're in the area, you want to see many native plants that will live in the sandy soil conditions. You can see a lot of jack pine, some of the native grasses and so on that was there. But yeah, they have a nice uh, small visitor center. But yeah, it's another arboretum in Minnesota. Did not know that, Jack. Thank you for uh, for that info. That sounds kind of neat. Because uh, Jenkins is uh, what? That's, it's well, like uh, Jack was talking, it's around the Brainerd area. Area, yeah. All right. When, Texter says this, Mary, when and how much can you trim hydrangea bushes? Well, I don't do much trimming on my hydrangeas. Um, you know, there there are several species of hydrangeas, and it gets really confusing with because most people don't know what species they have. And this time of year, I notice that a lot of people like to remove the previous year's flowers on a hydrangea. And without the snow cover, people might be looking at them and thinking, oh, these are looking a little messy. Maybe I ought to cut off all these flowers flowers on my hydrangeas. If you want to cut off the actual ends of the the uh, stem there and, and cut off those actual flowers, you can do that. But many hydrangeas will bloom on the wood that you cut off. So you have to be careful about pruning off uh, wood that might actually be the flower buds uh, for next year. So unless it's really bothering you, I, I don't really worry about pruning hydrangeas until um, Early in the spring, if you want to cut some of them back then, because you can tell what's dead and alive once they start to grow. Mary, we touched on this in the first half hour of the show. A listener wants to know, is it a good idea to trim apple trees now? And I think you said yes. 
Well, you can do apples now. Most of the fruit growers, they will wait till later in the winter, uh, early spring, to actually do the the pruning. I I suppose you could do it right now. Traditionally, it's done uh, later in the year. Um, I, I don't think there's anything really wrong with pruning them when it's, it, you just want it to be completely dormant. So, yeah. I think, Mary, this may be the first time I've ever seen that this question on a holiday weekend, a Christmas <laughs> weekend, would it be oh, okay? No. no, no. Would it be okay? No, it's not, it's not about creeping Charlie. Would, <laughs> would it be okay to apply fertilizer on the lawn now? Definitely not. Definitely not. Why is that? Way too much chance of runoff. And the fertilizer will end up someplace else. And this is one of our big, big problems and why we see so much algae and and, um, phosphorus in our water sources that we really don't want to be there. It's a misapplication time. So, no, I, I would not do – plants are really not growing. Your lawn is not growing. It's not going to be taking up that fertilizer. So uh, this is not a good time to do yeah. that. Very good. Again, 651-461-9226. We'd love to hear from you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Texter says, to the WCCO Saturday Morning Garden Show. So very much appreciated. In the past, you've given great info on moth orchids – after they bloom, do the stems need to be trimmed? Leaves are green and appear healthy. Uh, the stem is just a stem. Is is this the orchid cycle? So, you, yeah, the moth or Phalaenopsis orchis, you have to be real careful about pruning off what was the flower stem because sometimes the buds will reform along that stem. So unless it is brown and obviously dead... If I would not cut it off. If it's green, I would leave the stem there. So only if it's brown should you take it off. Uh, the moth orchids are some of the easiest ones to grow uh, and reflower, but they need good light conditions and they need a little bit of fertilizer. Regular watering, uh, good light, and a little bit of fertilizer. So many of our um, listeners have probably gotten orchids to rebloom. And I would say that orchids are a fabulous gift that if you want to give someone a houseplant that's going to last for a long time, orchids are just, just fabulous. And they're available so many places at low cost today. You can uh, easily give those as a gift that will last sometimes for months, though two or three months they will look good with their flowers. So great uh, holiday item. Yeah, great gift idea. Thanks for that. Perfect. Uh, here's an interesting question, and I, I know we're, we're getting rain today, tomorrow, the next few days, which is great. Uh, can I still water my foundation plantings? Listener wants to know. You probably can. Um, I know I listened to Julie answer this question last week, and I personally have put away my hoses. I don't yeah, have them too. outside anymore. But, you know, I will say I have herbs on my deck in the back, rosemary, thyme, parsley with a little bit more protection. And I keep watering them because it, yes. So if your ground is not frozen and if when you put the water on, if you watch it go down into the soil, new plants, yeah, if you planted something new and the ground is not frozen, you could still water. 
I'm looking uh, right now at that forecast, Mary, as far as overnight lows. Tonight we drop, if you want to call it that, 45. Sunday night we drop to 39. Monday night, uh, let's see, we drop to 38. I'm trying to f- see if we, we even drop to freezing. Uh, not until Thursday night will be the chilly. Well, 24 Wednesday night, 19 Thursday night. So, uh, but I, uh, you know, we, we, and I think I'd like to do it too, depending on how much rain we get. We're going to get, uh, you know, a decent amount of rain here in the next few days. Maybe bring out some buckets of water just to add to it, <laughs> if, if if you have the energy to do that. <laughs> right. All right. Let's see. Bunch of questions here. Let's see how many we can get to. Um, can't, uh, I can't get, Texas says, my African violet to bloom. Tried repotting a year ago. I fertilized uh, one time over the year. Leaves look hardy, just no blooms. Well, I would say a light is the first thing you ought to think about. We th- we think of African violets as being tolerant of low light, but I, I would give them as much light as possible. You know, through the winter, the sun, is, it's, it's dim. <laughs> Even when the sun is out, it, is, it can be dim. So I would uh, see if you could give it a little bit more light. Fertilization is, is good. That I think that you need to be doing that um, like every other week with dilute fertilizer for an African violet. Uh, this listener, Mary, wants to prune some spirea bushes now. Uh, with it being so warm, question is, will they want to start growing now? No, I don't think the pruning is going to induce uh, growing with the weather conditions we have. But with a spirea, you could cut off the flowers. So if you don't care about seeing the flowers in the spring, you can go ahead and prune it now. But it's got those buds on it, just like the magnolia we talked about earlier. So the ideal time is after it flowers in the spring. Then you don't hurt, you don't remove any flowers. (laughs) I'm looking at a funny text about uh, 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 squirrels, the squirrel problem, and removing them, relocating them. Uh, This text just says, a woman, uh, a friend would live trap his squirrels and then relocate them. On one return trip, he saw someone releasing their squirrels by my friend's house. <laughs> so they're like trading squirrels, I guess. Oh, wow. uh, Thanks for that. Again, 651-461-9226. Uh, I think when we were mentioning about the Arboretum and the winter lights, uh, do you think, question is from a listener, will they be available in January at the Arboretum? No, I, excuse me, I think the winter lights end December 31st. <clears throat> I could look that, look that up while we're talking here, but I think it's January 31st is the last day for winter lights. Um, and then we get ready for the flower show that comes out in February. That's a really um, a nice event to see also. But no, uh, the walking tour select dates November 16th to December 31st. Okay. That is it. That's yes. good. That's a good question. I'm glad uh, they brought that up uh, for this time of year for the you know the family and friends who are visiting. Um, let's see. Buckthorn question. Texter says, I've always physically removed a lot of work. Uh, and a gentleman at my church mentioned a brush on a herbicide that worked well. Would you recommend that? Um, yes, you can do that. Um, 
if, if pulling out buckthorn is a more organic way for some people who don't like to use the uh, the herbicides. But there are uh, garlon is one of the herbicides, and you can find that brush killers and paint on herbicides. What you have to have is you you cut cut down the buckthorn and then you have to have a sharp eye to see what did you just cut. So you paint the stem after you cut it, you paint what's left there. So if these are really small that you're taking out, it's hard to see where they are and paint them. But of course, bigger ones, uh, inch or so, when you cut that down, you can obviously see that stem. But that will do a good job of helping to kill that stem. Other people try to pull the whole thing out, the smaller plants, you pull the roots and everything out, and then then you only have to worry about the seeds. All right. Mary, hang on. We're going to take a quick break. I want to invite our listeners to join in. We still have the remaining minutes of the show, and if you do have a lawn or garden question, we'd love to hear from you. Either call it in or text it in, 651 651- Four six one nine two two six. Just a reminder, too, coming along next hour in the 9 o'clock hour, Andy Lindis returns, and we'll be talking and fielding any kind of a home improvement question you might have on your mind. That's our home improvement show next hour here on News Talk 830. On this holiday weekend, we're in the midst of our lawn and garden show. We call it Smart Garden, welcoming your lawn and garden questions. For Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota, either by phone or by text, 651-461-9226. More questions coming in, Mary, on this uh, Saturday, December 23rd. Still hard to believe. Uh, This uh, 41 degrees. Can I, texter wants to know, transplant my rhubarb? We're moving in March, and I want my daughter to have the rhubarb. What do you think? Oh, like like right now? No, we're moving in March. Well, <laughs> um, if you can dig it up right now, you could do that. It's really quite dormant. Uh, and you'd have to dig a hole, of course, where you're going to put it. But... Um, you know, rhubarb is a is a, a very hardy plant, so I think it will probably survive almost uh, anything. It's also a really easy plant um, to buy a new one, but this might have some heritage value that you want to give to your daughter. But I would say first thing in the spring, as soon as the ground is thawed, that's the ideal time to do it. Interesting question. We've, we've had questions about dormant seeding, obviously, uh, but this one can ornamental grasses be dormant seeded? Uh, Not usually, because the grasses that are ornamentals are usually specific plants. So they're usually vegetatively propagated. So in other words, you just plant plants of those to get ideally what you want. Now a prairie, if you're talking about seeding uh, a prairie, uh, that's some of our native grasses, big and little blue stem and so on. Dormant seeding with prairies, those are usually the warm season grasses. And those are usually planted in the springtime. I suppose you could try a dormant seeding and it, you know, and theoretically uh, it's very similar, but the warm season grasses really grow with the heat. And our cool season ones, our lawn grasses, uh, they will come and germinate in much cooler conditions, so they're much, uh, much earlier. So traditionally the warm season grasses in prairies are planted in the springtime. You know, we should mention maybe here, because I know that uh, the, the website, uh, extension.umn.edu, has, 
has a great uh, if you if you love your lawn and you want to have a manicured lawn whatever uh, there's some great information about a whole program of keeping that looking great right Oh yes, right. For lawn care, a calendar. There's a calendar for what to do with the seasons, different holidays, different things to do uh, with your lawn. Yes, that's one of the resources of many things that's up on the the extension.umn.edu website. Um, we get so busy with the questions, we forget to talk about the website, but it's a tremendous resource. And we also have a Yard and Garden newsletter, e-news, that goes out with timely tips, uh, how to protect your plants from uh, wildlife is one of the things we do talk about in the wintertime, uh, flowers that bloom in the winter that will bloom indoors. So there's many things that are up there with different topics. Uh, if you're thinking about planting a new uh, tree, shrub, or vine. We had the question on what kind of a vine to plant. That's that's where I look, is at the website, and you can put your criteria into the website with what type of plant you want, and then look at uh, many different choices there. But what's wrong with my plant? What insect is this? What weed is this? Lots of great information at extension.umn.edu. And as I recall, you can also ask a master, master gardener questions too, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. And more and more people will do that. Uh, we implemented that system many, many years ago. Uh, and now today, yes, if you want to send a picture in, you want to identify a plant, etc., that's Ask a Master Gardener resources there as well. I was looking at a text that uh, somebody's looking at the bright side of those squirrels we had an earlier text about the squirrels <laughs> digging holes in the yard. This texter says, squirrels, enjoy the free aeration. <laughs> so thinking positively, I like that. Uh, texter also said this, should you plant Christmas cactus in the special cactus potting soil or is regular potting soil just fine? Um, it, Christmas What's and Easter practice, yeah, yeah. So usually there it's sandy. Sand, cactus uh, succulent soils are very lightweight. Uh, no, I shouldn't say lightweight. They're, they have a lot of air spaces in them. Sometimes sand is heavy and it can be, uh, but it's air spaces. It's aeration. So there, there's a lot of oxygen and. Um, I think of it as lighter, uh, but not as water retention. So it doesn't retain water. The water drains through it well for cactus. You can use that for uh, Christmas cactus, but Christmas cactus is not that picky on the soil type. I do not have mine in uh, a, I have mine in regular potting soil, and that will work just fine. You don't want to overwater these uh, succulents. The plants that have thick leaves need the least amount of water so you just have to have good drainage in the pot so as long as you don't overwater it and it drains well either kind i think is okay for christmas cactus listener they may have joined us a little bit late in the show would you kind of go over the uh, the, the, the thought of uh, trimming trees of yes or no or when or not to Yes, most trees you can trim right now when they are totally dormant. Uh, the only ones we don't think about pruning are the ones that you're going to cut the flower buds off. So those tend to be more shrubs or maybe like a magnolia. But for oaks, ash, 
uh, even maples, birch, things like that. When they're completely dormant, you can do quite a bit of pruning. And this is when a lot of the tree care companies will do uh, their work. And I'm sure they're thrilled because of the milder uh, temperatures that we have now. Is the Apple House open? A listener wants to know. No, unfortunately, it just closed. You just missed it. it uh, just a couple of days ago, I think maybe the 20th was the last day of December. So they have really pretty much sell out of the apples and squash, and they did a big holiday boutique this year. But, yes, we'll have to wait for a while uh, to get more apples. So I would say if you're interested in apples, uh, look on the websites of some of the Minnesota apple growers. They still have their apples and uh, probably have uh, open at, at low. Local growers. You know what I haven't asked you for. Speaking of apples, of is what's your favorite? Have you tasted? Oh. What, what are the new ones that you've tasted? Uh, I have not tasted Kudos, the newest apple. That's really in a limited supply. But um, I have always been a big fan of Macintosh. I know that's a soft apple. Lots of people don't like. But this year, Snow Sweet, um, that's one from the University of Minnesota. I still have a couple Snow Sweet in my refrigerator. I really like that. Uh, but I think uh, Sweet Tango is really excellent. That's, I think that Sweet Tango is better than uh, Honey Crisp. And I think many people agree with that. It has more... Um, uh, acids, so it's kind of uh, more tangy to it, and that's why it has its name, Sweet Tango. Honeycrisp was wonderful for being very crisp, but it tends to be a little sweeter and milder than uh, Sweet Tango is. I'm with you. I think Sweet Tango is my favorite. Now, I haven't tasted the, the, the brand, brand new one. We'll have a chance to do that once Kudos. it's more readily available, but that Sweet Tango is great. Mary, we are just uh, have seconds to go, and I see a text, which is kind of a good note to end on. Thanks for your show, it says, wishing you and your families a Merry Christmas, and we uh, do the same. Same for you, Mary. Thank you for the help all year long. Oh, my pleasure, Denny. Merry Christmas to you as well. And we'll talk soon. We'll have another show next week. Mary, uh, be safe and uh, look out there. With the, It's kind of foggy, so be safe out there, and uh, we'll you. talk soon. Thank you. Mary Meyer. Always a pleasure. And the pleasure is mine, Mary. Thank you so much. Mary Meyer from the U of M. Now get those home improvement questions ready for uh, Andy Lindesing and tell you briefly that widespread dense fog was going to be around probably for another three or four hours or so, according to the National Weather Service. But the highs today, if you did not hear, near 49 today, Christmas Eve day tomorrow, we could reach near 55 degrees with rain, rain Christmas day as well, with highs near 45 and a windy Christmas day. Right now on CCO, 41 degrees. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.